0: this is it folks you just heard the first of the final eight episodes of geek by night i don't know about you but i do not see that door welcome to beyond geek by night where we go behind the scenes of the geek by night podcast on today's show we will be discussing the 37th episode filling the void So get out your tissues, get those redemption arcs ready, because we're about to go beyond Geek by Night. I'm your host, Matt Bennett. I'm joined today, as always, by writer and creator, Scott Corelli. Hello. Writer, executive producer, and voice of William Medina, Nick Jimenez. Hello. Writer and executive producer, Cass Fredrickson. Hello. And executive producer, casting director, and voice of Gretchen West, Chelsea Kern. Howdy. In this episode, Filling the Void, Our heroes sift through the rubble that was once underdog comics. Knowing that William will be tracking them down, they descend to their sort of danger room, which Lorelai has always kept off the books. After being digitized, they are transported to a blank void and swiftly separated into a large maze. Traveling in small groups, they must make their way back to each other. Along the way, we catch up with all of our underdogs as they examine their new reality and reflect on the events that have transpired. When the gang is all finally back together, they come out of the simulation only to realize that six months has gone by. Billy has widely distributed the Origin Particle to create a new generation of supers, and even worse, they missed Halloween. (laughs) Not only that, but bizarro versions of our heroes arrive to apprehend them, while Billy welcomes the underdogs to a whole new world. Welcome back, everybody. This is really exciting. We're beginning the the final stretch of Geekba Night here.
1: Yeah, I forgot how good you are at
0: the recaps. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So now that we're entering this final stretch, only seven more after this episode, I wanted to ask the writers, is filling the void the beginning of the end for Geek By Night, or is there still more to happen to kind of set up and frame this big finale that's coming?
2: Uh, Nick, I'd love for you to field this one.
0: I don't
1: know. (laughs) I'm kind of worried. I I don't want you to negate whatever I say. I'm 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 worried I'm going to be like this wow uh because it's you know this process has been so so long I I I would say the answer that I've kind of thought up for this question is if you were to just go straight from uh the long con to the finale or filling if you were to go from filling the void to the final episode of the show you would be I think very confused <laughs> mm. okay <laughs> so i think there's a lot of game left to be played and a lot of story left to be told but i i do think this is definitely like the beginning of deathly hollows like you know there is no going back there is kind of no return to normalcy it is kind of like the first chapter of like well, what do we do now? Like, what, like, what's, what's, what's the status quo now that like the shop is gone and we yeah. really have no normal to return to?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing to come home to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this episode is pretty unconventional in in structure and tone. Um, was this episode, in terms of uh, characters, kind of interacting with each other and catching up with each other, and us catching up with them? Was that something that was done just to serve this point of the story? Or was this an idea, something that you wanted to do and finally got around to being able to write?
3: Uh, I'm trying to remember because it was like three years ago we were breaking this Mm -hmm. one. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think Scott was like, hey, we um, we should do an episode where... Uh, we break everyone up into smaller groups and kind of have it be like a little play. Um, And so the intention behind that was um, normally for like the recording process, and I know I'm kind of like eating into a question that Chelsea's going to answer later, but um, so we we normally do like a table read and then everyone goes off and records their lines independently. Um, But for this one we uh recorded it over uh like a Zoom call. So it was um intended to be like our actors acting off of each other instead of just doing multiple takes and imagining what the other characters are are saying or how they're acting, um which was a really cool experience. Um and I really enjoyed um like uh exploring these different groups of of characters because I think we specifically paired a few of these off where it's like, well these two have never interacted with each other before, like what does that look like? And what does that hmm. what is uh like what is the theme that they're gonna be kind of working through? Like what what um conflict are they gonna be working through before we get out of the maze? I
2: also just wanna add too that it was uh I saw this as um, sort of the last opportunity for these kinds of conversations mm-hmm. uh, in the remainder of the show. Mm. Um, but that was at the time. There is actually another opportunity um, that I can't wait to get to that episode but we're, <laughs> we're a ways out from that one. Um, but uh, uh, it was also um, a thing. And I don't want this to sound like I am, I am uh, downplaying uh, uh, cast at all because Cass killed it this season and did so many amazing things. Thank you. But like, I also wanted to. I wanted there to be another episode that I call a cast special, um, <laughs> which is uh, just characters talking about their feelings. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's what they're best at writing, yep. and I didn't want to get so lost in the plot. Of the these last episodes that we didn't have another opportunity for for cast to just absolutely like wreck um, on a script. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and so I just thought that this was a really special opportunity for them to really um, stand out uh, as you know a voice for the show.
0: And and the episode really stands out. There's some very uh, affecting and, and interesting groupings in this episode. Um, Were there any that you found particularly fun or challenging to write? Any that um, were sort of uh, unexpected in the writing process?
3: So I have a confession to make. Um, I specifically when we uh, when Scott was outlining all of these, um, I specifically called dibs on the Elliot, uh, Gretchen and Gibson one uh, because I have been trying to break up. Elliot and Gretchen since I think the Christmas special. <laughs> um and so that was the first one I wrote and li- like Scott sent us the outline. I read the outline. I was like, "Okay, cool." So I wrote that thing in like 2 hours and I'm just like, "Here you go." <laughs> so that's that's not necessarily like I don't know that it's necessarily the the best one or the, like the most interesting one or like the most challenging one, but it's like kind of my favorite. Um, I don't know, <laughs> ready for it.
1: <laughs> I remember having a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's no one's secret that, that listens to Beyond geek by night that, that Janet is like my, my favorite kid. Um, <laughs> and so, and I just have a lot of like, a lot of feelings about her and like, I just, I'm so I, I, but I like putting her through the ringer. And really challenging her, and so I think all three of us really like the idea of 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 pairing her with uh, Joel and Gwen for different reasons, and really kind of giving her a break from <laughs> from Madison, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and and so like that one was really fun having getting her to actually be with kind of more softer characters that can kind of be a little bit more sympathetic towards her, and kind of like have her ask these questions that she's had about herself, but hasn't really had the space to verbalize. And I remember that being really kind of uh, emotional actually of being like finding like, Oh my God, is this kind of why this character means so much to me? Like we're kind of, it's really cool as a writer when you can kind of like learn stuff as the character is learning them and Mm -hmm. kind of like, Oh, I don't think I'm like guiding this character by the hand. I think we're really like side by side in this moment. Um, Yeah. And also like the Cosmo Max scene was just really, really fun. And Mindy. Mindy is so in such an interesting position during that scene. I think she says it. She's like, why am I the being the responsible one right now? This is Mm -hmm. not (laughs) I did not sign up for this.
0: Yeah, because so much of this episode is kind of reckoning with how far a lot of these characters have come. You know, Gibson in particular. Um, is very much contrasts with what he was like at the beginning of the show. We got to hear more about Mindy growing up around Mjolnir comics and things like that. So um, that does sound really interesting to kind of like follow the characters into this uh, rather than, than pulling them in.
2: Um, Yeah, that, that particular section um, of the script was the most meaningful for me um, because between that and the underdog comics center of the maze scene, Um, That was essentially me saying goodbye to the show. Um, And the way that they were saying goodbye to that shop, that was like me coming to terms with like, this show that has meant so much to me, but also I have kind of grown out of in a lot of ways and I'm ready to say goodbye to. um, But I'm always going to look back on fondly. And so, um, yeah, I know when I took my passes on those scenes in particular, um, those were, those were, uh emotional uh writing sessions mm-hmm, um sure. to be sure um and uh yeah, but I also want to shout out um oh cass has only mentioned the the one scene but the the uh swift sister scene um was another one really that sweet. they wrote and i i feel like i i feel like I did not outline that no one. You i think didn't. i just yeah yeah. <laughs>
3: So I
2: I told them a vibe and that was basically it. That was the hardest
3: one because you you're you're so good at outlining and mm-hmm. and uh, so Scott sometimes will just like write an outline and then other times he'll just be like okay here's the vague like vibe of this have fun. And I'm like that what 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 am I going to do? Like I know like so it's it's very difficult um sometimes to kind of like you know, assemble all the pieces and then like build from there.
2: Sometimes though, I just have a gut feeling that whatever I write in this outline isn't going to be as good as what these two knuckleheads come <laughs> up with without my holding their hand. Um, and and I think they get frustrated in those moments. But um, I think the Swift sister scene speaks for itself. Yeah. So thank you. You know,
3: that was yeah. also very uh, emotional. <laughs> yeah, I mean like
2: I think I, I it's so funny. The,
1: I can't do this with every character, but I have a very clear memory years and years and years ago of like being at my my home back in Texas on Slack, back when we used Slack.
3: You're right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: and kind of forming Lorelei and Charlie with Scott back and forth. But like, you know, back oh what if what if her name was Lorelei? Or what if she had this kind of like tenth Doctor, Tony Stark vibe, you know? But mm-hmm. and But that's ironic because I think after reading The Blind Spot, but then definitely listening to The Blind Spot, this really lovely, organic, unspoken thing happened where I think Scott and I both felt that the Swift sisters, like, Cass really wrote, like, the definitive version of that relationship and that chemistry. Mm. And so we were really excited to give those characters, could give Cass the space to really, like, let those characters bounce off each other again, Like, like, that amazing, like... A uh, uh, kitchen scene um mm-hmm. and so like that was really really cool to listen to and then yeah giving naomi and and rachel the chance to like kind of bounce off each other organically mm-hmm. as well
0: It felt like almost a culmination with those two characters it was interesting listening through and i realized just how far the two of them have come as sisters as characters um and you know interacting with everybody else kind of uh, taking stock of everything that they went through in in losing Henry and being betrayed by Billy and everything, it was uh, it was just really emotionally cathartic <laughs> to hear them kind of hash it all out together.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, uh, in terms of like satisfied overall satisfaction from a scene, um, the one we haven't mentioned yet, uh, is the the Madison Victor Simon scene, um. That one was extremely satisfying because the reveal of how long Victor has had been gone from his yeah. perspective. That was a long time coming and Simon's reaction to Victor's revelation was a long time coming so that was just like a very satisfying scene to finally put out there. For sure. Um, and uh Madison was it's just She's so funny in that scene. Yes. Real. Mm-hmm. Just
0: having the, the <laughs> dynamics of everybody bouncing off each other. It was yeah. really great to just kind of spend time letting them organically sort of fill the room together. I, I imagine creatively, too, it was it was very satisfying to write characters that are typically funnier or lighter, you know, such as Max or Joel have these moments of, of real tenderness or, or, or understanding.
4: Sincerity.
0: Uh, yeah, with each other, especially Max. I, I think you know his we we've watched him come so far and hearing him re- reach this this level of of reconciliation with Cosmo uh, was really great for both of their characters for Cosmo it felt like kind of closing an arc and for for Max it felt like kind of following through with some of the the changes and self-challenges that he's been going through the last few episodes uh i wanted to ask Chelsea who plays Gretchen on the show about the recording process you know how was uh, Cass already mentioned a little bit about how this was different from other episodes. But what was it like from the actor's perspective doing something a little more live, a little more open, um, a little less structured?
4: Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, this was the one and only time that any of us got to like record live together, I think, at least for me. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, that's always been something that i wish we had more of but now like retrospectively i think it's very fitting that this is the only episode that we had it for um i think that it very much adds to the emotional impact of the scene it, and it just like i don't know it makes it feel more special um but yeah this was uh I I can remember sitting in my closet in 2020 with my (laughs) blanket over my head uh, while we were on like a Zoom call Um, and it was uh, me, Matt, Chris, and Scott and Scott just kind of directed us a little bit through it Um, and (laughs) if I remember right we actually had to re-record ours uh, because like somebody's audio got lost or something like that Mm -hmm. um and yeah so that was that that part was not fun but it was fun to be able to yeah to just like play off of each other live in the moment and you know matt who plays elliot is a good friend of mine but like we never get to work together in that aspect and usually submitting lines
0: yeah yeah
4: the you know most most of our uh the only time that we get to play those characters together live is at a table reading. Um, And so having this big emotional moment between these two, it was really special to be able to do that live and really have that kind of organic reactions to each other. Sure. Um, Yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I wish, I wish we had more of it, but I'm grateful for what we did and I just, yeah, it it makes it, I don't know, it's just fun. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Scott, how was it from a a directional standpoint doing more of these live recordings? And um, I mean, I don't know if you did multiple takes or if it was something where you just kind of wanted to go organically with what was there, but I I, I assume this was a very different challenge than usual when people are kind of sending in multiple takes and, and the director is compiling those appropriately.
2: Yeah. Um typically we did uh, a recorded rehearsal and then two takes hmm. of of each scene. Um and Cass was there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh I at least I, I think it I think it all of them, if not most of them. Mm-hmm. There might have been one that you did, couldn't come I to. I think it was all reason. of them. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. And uh and yeah, we would just, you know, kind of exchanged notes about what we were hearing and things we wanted to hear different on a different take. Um, you know, moments we wanted to play bigger or more dramatic or smaller in some cases. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know the cast was really nervous about it.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh, because they
2: had never directed like that before, like actually directing the actors and not just like picking which take to mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I would like to know what that experience was like for them.
3: I... I feel like I... Honestly, I feel like with the live recordings, like, I didn't uh, contribute a whole lot because I was, like, really overwhelmed by... Because I've never, like Scott said, I've never, like, directed, like, a live performance before. Um, So, because I... I know exactly how I want the take to sound in my head, but I have trouble communicating that to other people. (laughs) Um, So it was very much like a – I'm going to drop you into the pool and see how you do, like learn how to swim that way. (laughs) Um, But I think – I because we did it over the course of two days, right? We like scheduled them – I think it was like over a week. Yeah, I think
2: that's I think we did two on one day and three on yeah. another. So I think, I think,
3: think right. the, the first couple I was mostly just like, hmm sounds good. And then like by the last few, I was I had a little more to I'd figured out how to to like effectively communicate what I wanted out of it, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So expanding the conversation a little bit here to sort of this last stretch of episodes of which we only have seven left. How long ago did you, the writers, come up with the ending for Geek by Night? And when did you start sort of steering the show in that direction towards that ending?
2: Last season, right? Because I, cause I, I've i always had, like, a vague idea. I know that we've, we, we've been talking a lot about, like, where... What the end, like, looks like in the distance. Right. You know? And how we're, like, aiming all of our ships toward there. Mm-hmm. Um, but... In terms of, like, what the ending became, there are, like, certain elements of it that have have remained unchanged and other elements of it that have evolved over time um, just through writing these characters, I would say. But, yeah, I would say, like, things started aiming in that direction with uh, The New Normal. Um, The first episode of season two Mm. um, is sort of where... Because before that, we had written like two episodes of of the show that were never recorded that was like a different take on what the when back when the show was just going to keep going mm-hmm. um in, in perpetuity like we had written these other episodes and i think we even did a table read of one of them um and we scrapped that uh entirely and um kind of started over and that's where we ended up with the new normal and this new this sort of like I think we went in and we kind of broke the season in broad strokes in terms of like what it would be. Um, And then actually like getting in there uh, has been a very different process. But um, I would say, I would say that's about when we started like aiming in that direction toward an ending. Um, And then in terms of this season, this season was in that initial break where we broke all of these episodes out starting with a new normal to the finale, the presumed hmm. finale, uh, this section of that story was only four episodes. Oh, wow. um, and then once we got in there, we realized two of those episodes were three part episodes, <laughs> <laughs> um, which, uh, that's, I blame myself mostly for that <laughs> because I, I, uh, I, I'm being very ambitious, uh, with this because I didn't, I kind of didn't want to leave any, anything on the table. Um I didn't want to leave any gas in the tank. I wanted to feel like when we all walked away from this show, um the cast and crew and and the and the three of us that we all felt like yeah, no, we did everything that we that we wanted to do. Yeah. Um and uh I feel like you know, based on the scripts anyway, I feel like we we got there. Um and I'm very very proud of these batch of episodes. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, it was, it, it's, it's evolved certainly over time. Um, the next episode starts basically part one of a three part arc that was originally just one episode. Hmm. Uh, and then the finale, <laughs> and it was so <laughs> funny because the finale was always planned as feature length. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we we're like, yeah, it's a feature length episode. No big deal. We'll be able to fit all this in a feature length episode. Um, And no, instead, the finale is a three-part story. Each is, like, over 60 pages. Mm -hmm. um, And then the finale is still feature length. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still, like, a 90-minute episode. So, (laughs) um, yeah, uh, that's my fault. Uh, (laughs) I I fully blame myself for that. Um, (laughs) But uh, I think, you know, I was just very concerned about giving people, um, and myself, uh, selfishly, the ending that um, I think is going to make the most people happy Mm. Uh, and hopefully we pulled it off. I think we did. I'm very happy. Um, But yeah, but we'll uh, we'll see what everybody else thinks. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's
1: so funny. I mean, there's a reason that we took a three year break. And when I look back at some of the versions of even the versions of the next episode, the next arc, it's like, Crazy. I can't wait to talk to you, Benny, about the the what-ifs and the the different avenues we tried taking. Um and but it's so funny. Uh listening to Filling the Void, I hadn't read or listened to any of it since you know we wrote the finale and recorded the lines for it, you know, which we have done mostly. Um Mm -hmm. and so it's really, really satisfying hearing these characters be like, I'm kind of feeling this way, or I'm kind of feeling like like this and I'm like oh wow like <laughs> yeah. we 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 really set this up really well and um the finale like the finale finale is just so was so satisfying to write and I think it's yeah we had trouble saying goodbye which is why it's 90 minutes or whatever, however long it ends up being. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. I I think the ground we cover in that finale is as of, as hopefully as for fans of the show is going to be as satisfying as it was for us to, to write.
0: So I am the only one in this room who has not heard or read <laughs> anything else for the rest of the season. So I wanted to, uh, before we wrap up here, I wanted to go around the table and ask everybody without spoilers to describe the rest of this season in one word, Chelsea, let's start with you.
4: weird.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like to hear that, <laughs> Cass, what about you?
3: ambitious okay,
2: Nick affirming I like that I guess this is this is this is coming from me as like like how I've always felt about what the end of this show is, so I But I think when people listen to it, they'll be like, what is he talking about? <laughs> um, uh, inevitable.
0: As all good endings That's are. How I would okay. It. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So I like to end every episode by letting anyone at the table give shout outs to anybody else for their contributions to this episode. We only have four of you in the room right now, but. Geek by night is a labor of love by a lot of different people in a lot of different roles. So I wanted to open the floor here and, uh, let anybody here give any shout outs. I think,
2: I think everyone did a, a fantastic oh. job. Um, but, uh, and I'm sure, you know, everyone's going to shout out somebody different, but I, I have to shout out Chris O'Connor who just, uh, you know, uh, the thing about the thing about what Gibson is going through in this, in this episode, Um, it's sort of like, (laughs) he's sort of reflecting on stuff he's already gone through. Um, uh, you know, he's not really changing at all in this episode. Um, but the subtlety of the performance that Chris gives to, um, Gibson and just like it, it, it's, it's subtle and it's, it's small and it's. I, like listening back to this episode as many times as I have, every time I heard Chris O'Connor's performance in that May scene, I was just like kind of blown away by how how much he brought to you know not that much because, uh, like I said, he's not going through a lot. He's more reacting to the other two people in the mm-hmm. scene and reflecting on stuff he's already gone through. So it is really it it really blew me away um the, the level of performance that uh that he gave in this episode. It was really, really fantastic. For sure. So
4: I would like to shout out Cass um because of the especially now that I know that like that Cass had really written a lot of the Elliot and Gretchen stuff. I also have been wanting Elliot and Gretchen to break up for a long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> It was a lot of fun for me to be able to 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 have that really like kind of heightened emotional conversation and mm-hmm. just really kind of break that open and I feel like it I feel like the the breakup of Elliot and Gretchen is handled very tenderly and and in a way that I don't know feels good and healthy and safe and also feels very uh, it feels like Elliot and Gretchen. Mm. It doesn't, you know, they don't seem like the type to have some big blowout, but I I appreciate how you wrote their care for each other while also caring for
3: themselves and Thank you. Yeah.
0: And they're just in different parts of their life now. Yes. Yeah.
3: Can I shout out two? Absolutely. Okay. So, my first one is um Naomi Wong. Um she kills it every time. Always. But uh like editing those scenes and like trying to decide like which take to go through like I was like weeping every time <laughs> I listened to um those lines. So she she's she's phenomenal. Um she's great. Uh and my second one is I know there isn't a lot of score in this episode on purpose, but what we do get like the new uh music um, especially mm-hmm. the scene where they're saying goodbye to underdog comics. Um, I want to mm-hmm. shout out Scott Tofty because uh, I was listening to that as well. And I was like crying. So like, it's, it was perfect. It was perfect.
2: Really, really good.
1: Yeah. And to tease uh, episode two world of tomorrow, uh, Scott has been over the past couple of weeks playing me like, Hey, here, here's the scene with Tofty's score. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: awesome. So good.
1: <laughs> yeah um i would love uh yeah every everyone crushed it in this episode um but i think you know the two that really stood out to me listening to it that i just wanted to like you know shout out here now that i have the opportunity to i was lucky enough to tell chris on a dueling genre tonight episode uh i was like hey man you crushed it and i was so i was like okay cool cool i did that i you know um, <laughs> <laughs> uh i really really love morgan's performance in this episode mm. um I think we're all just so proud of Mindy as yeah. as writers and just kind of hearing, you know, Morgan does this really beautiful thing where she kind of like catches herself as she's talking about how she's going to miss Underdog Comics. And like, I think her love of that place and her relationship with that place is kind You can forget of you can forget it because she's so cool for school. But I don't know, my heart breaks when I imagine like, mm-hmm. you know, eight year old Mindy or 10 year old Mindy like. Her, her childhood was spent there too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, she's also kind of mourning something ending the way that I think we all do as we kind of hit that age. Um, mm-hmm. And she just gets to do so much fun stuff this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can't wait. And uh, also, you know, they're in, the, I just realizing they're in the same vignette, but, uh, yes. and, but I guess to, to honor Tofty as an actor, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the fact that he's able to go so big and goofy as max but then you know he has i can't remember which which of us wrote this line but he's like i i when i like something i want more of it yeah is just like oh that is him and he is such like something so childlike about him but also you you buy the the humanity of it he isn't just like a big cartoon character mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah I i really also i really love what we what we do with max this season
0: yeah and if I could give a shout out, I would give it to uh, Max's counterpart in that scene, which is Paul Mackey playing Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Um, we we really got a lot of Cosmo in this episode, and it was really cathartic to hear two characters kind of address how one genuinely hurt the other, mm-hmm. and are, are able to come to some new understanding as people learn and grow and and you know move forward with their lives. So that that scene was really affecting for me, and um, I got a lot out of out of Paul's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, any last notes on filling the void before we wrap up here?
2: You ain't seen nothing yet. I'll I'll say that. (laughs) Yeah, I
4: I have to say, I listening back to this episode, knowing, (laughs) knowing where it goes, I was a little surprised listening back at like, Oh, there's so much that has not happened yet. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. so exciting to, to know how much, you guys are going to learn in the in the next couple months it's a lot but it's I'm so stoked. good
0: <laughs> i'm so stoked all right so i want to say thank you to all the guests that i had today scott cass nick chelsea for joining me and thank you to all of you the fans the underdogs for listening today if you'd like to support the show please join the dueling genre patreon at duelinggenre.com slash support You'll also get access to classic Geek by Night episodes, scripts, and other behind-the-scenes materials, as well as bonus content from some of Dueling Genre's best shows, including weekly episodes of Dueling Genre Tonight. You can also tell your friends, families, and followers to subscribe to Geek by Night on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Finally, if you like the show, please leave a positive rating for it on iTunes. Thank you for going beyond Geek by Night with us. Have a super day.